Welcome to Sassholes. We are revenue ops with an edge. With decades of making interesting decisions, Jamie, Jason, Marcus, and Pete are dedicated to helping aspiring sales leaders accelerate revenues with our no BS approach to sales leadership strategies and tactics. Our show is supported by viewers and listeners just like you on Patreon.com slash Sassholes. Brent Keltner's Winalytics Revenue Acceleration Playbook Masterclass. In only eight weeks, help your sales and go-to-market team start to build the mindset and skills needed to succeed in the new buyer environment. Weeks one. 23, read the book and learn a new approach through 20 successful company stories. Week 4, all go-to-market team kickoff and receive self-reflection questions and mindset self-assessment. Weeks 5 to 7, collaborative sessions with prospecting sales and customer success on the shared journey to a new mindset. Week 8, all go-to-market team presentation and discussion. Winalytics, build the revenue organization you want. Request a free 60-minute growth consultation at winalytics.com. Ask for Brent and say Big Pete sent you. Well, I mean, we've been talking about GPT for the last couple of months now. I don't think we talk about GPT. No, what I'm saying is anything new happened in it. Anybody in RevOps using it yet? I'm using it in real estate. Um, I guess what the question I'm asking is with contracts, all right, so here, here's here's a couple things that are going on in RevOps, right? And and I'll talk from a people AI perspective. Yeah. But one of the things we're doing in people AI is one, we we can we're the only company out there who have all the patents that that work on automating and capturing all the go-to-market data a company has. Right. And you've heard me say in the past that chat GBT and and all these chat bots and all that only are only as powerful as the data that underlie that's underlining them, right? The problem is we capture so much data. And back to our previous employers' days, we captured so much data that it's hard to understand what to do with that data if you didn't have like a matrix type of employee. I was kind of the matrix employee at CareerBuilder where it would be like, here's all the data. Tell me the story, right? So, blah, blah, blah. yeah. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's very val- I'm valuable in that way because I'm able to sort of understand somehow, like I would say what I bring to the table is I can look at big sets of data and then figure out the story that it tells and be able to communicate it to the business. Right. How are you bad? How are you figuring that out? I've just, that's just sort of what I've noticed is that when I go into meetings, I I think something, I see things that I think make sense. I call it out. And then I realize that I'm calling out something that I think is obvious that other people are like, how'd you get there? Yeah. Right. Well, it's like, it's like that's part of my secret sauce. A lot of it comes with experience. I know. I'm I'm trying to get you to quantify what that is. Is it pattern recognition? I think it's experience and past recognition that allows me to sort of say, I, I've i seen, I and I've worn, I've run a sales team, I've been head of product, I've been head of data, I've been head of integration, finance background, accounting, uh, deals, M&A. Re- that allows me to pull in a, a really diverse uh, experience and be able to see things clearly. Plus our former CEO, that guy was amazing at 
recognizing patterns that no one else saw and be able to tell the story right away. Bob, he was amazing yeah. at it. And so you would have to go into a meeting trying to figure out what is he going to see that I didn't see. And so because I worked for him, I got sort of trained in that mindset. But where I'm getting at, Pete, is data is most important. There's not a ton of, you can't ask a 25-year-old to pull the matrix off. But where ChatGBT is coming into play is with the CSV uploader and things of that nature, ChatGBT, instead of you just producing a dashboard anymore and saying, here's a dashboard, go look at all of these things and figure out the story. Now, dashboards are secondary. What's going to happen is you're going to upload all the dashboard data. You're going to upload all the data and you're going to, and ChatGPT is going to say, here's what you should be looking at and provide breadcrumbs. And we've talked about that, but what I'm, what, the next thing that I, I want to look at is like, like contracts. Isn't that the number one thing that holds deals up is legal? Yeah, but you're never going to get around that. I don't think you'll ever get around that with ChatGPT. Hold on. The reason I bring it up is, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm renting out a townhome, okay? I'm worried about uh, college kids renting it. So I say, you know what? Here's my, my standard lease. So I copy and paste it. I put it in GPT. And I say, I would like to have some noise penalties if the police are called at $300 event. You know, please put that in. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about noise. So when you're doing a contract, legal is worried about what? Can't You shouldn't wait two weeks for legal to look at it. You should say, what are you worried about? And then put it in and then get legal to review it once it's done. No? Yes. Um, yes. Once again, you'd have to have your legal. So legal, it's not, legal is never black and white. I always say legal is an area of gray because people have uh, different lawyers and different internal uh, legal people have different uh, perceptions on how to manage a law. So the law might say, um, the law might be, Here, if you let's run, just, let's run this far, if you run this far, you're out of bounds. Um, one lawyer might say, I want to make sure we're nowhere close to running near the out-of-bounds line. So my out-of-bounds is five yards inside the out-of-bounds line, where somebody might say, refs aren't going to call a foul until you're two yards outside, so let's make it two yards outside. What? All right, we've been in this business a long time. What, what, what gets redlined on contracts that everybody gets in a huff about? Like, what gets changed? Payment terms. Payment terms, outs. A lot uh, of it, it's outs. It's uh, I want a one-year out. I want a two-year out. I want a penalty if you don't do this. Um, my paper, your paper, where are you going to get, you know, where are we going to litig uh, uh, lit uh, uh, litigate if right. there is a litigation problem, collection right. terms, payment penalties. Um, but then there's also some language it's around the data, Right. Ownership right. of the data, how you touch the data, you know, and that, that's where it becomes more and more of a problem in an opinion. 
right? And so some people might be like, no, you can't do this. And some people might go right ahead. Like, I'm fine with you touching all of our data, right? Um, and some might be, we, 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 had, we had one company that paid multi-hundreds of thousands of dollars, paid us that. Right. Their legal team said, okay. And then when we started implementing it, multiple times over said, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. Nine months later, it's the, our, our solution has still not been set up because their legal team keeps saying yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. To the point where the contract's probably just going to expire. And, um, and we were expecting to expand it and do a multi-million dollar deal and it's just going to go away. So to me, the, the biggest thing that this GPT could do is, I mean, shoot, that's a contract that's probably not going to happen. Right. So if you can agree on terms, you know, before yet they paid, yet they paid. That's where it's yeah. like they're yeah, paying you, a tax. You, you can't recognize it. Yeah, it's not on. Well, we can recognize it. It's not on us. It's on them. You can't recognize it because no, no product's been given. Um, yes and no, but we could recognize it no. as well. The contract expires, and when the contract expires and we're paid in full, we're not giving them a refund because of their stuff. We would give them a refund if it was on us. Okay. So there's nothing in the paperwork that says that nothing was handed over. So this thing could... We handed so them be- over the keys. They yeah. they decided not to implement. So we've handed them the product. We've been on every weekly implementation call. We get through, we jump through hoops and they say, yes, we're good to go. And then when we start doing it, someone else comes in over the top. Another lawyer comes in over the top and says, I'm not comfortable with this. And then we pause it. And that's what I think. Lawyers are holding this crap up. We we should know this stuff beforehand. Whoever the, uh, is it the chief, chief uh, was it legal? Information counsel? officer and chief that- security officer. Okay. A CIO and CISO. And they do. And they, here's, here's the thing. Here's a real world experience. That was all vetted. InfoSec, all of that was vetted before they signed. This was a change of opinion after they signed. And multiple hoops were jumped through and they would agree to it and then they would then they would disagree with it two weeks is, later. Is this an outlier? It is an outlier. All yeah. right. Let's let's talk about general stuff where stuff like oh, this happens all the time. Data I got data I, I guess I got I gotta send it over to legal. So there should be like our legal. AI talking to the other person's legal AI, and it should be hammered out pretty quick. Well, so here's so what you're saying there, Pete, is a good example of uh, there's a backlog in legal always, especially at the end of a quarter. Really? Why? Because it's if you don't get if you don't get a contract in queue by this time, um, they're not going to have the bandwidth to look at it. And then I, I always feel like there's no prioritization on that stuff, meaning yeah. that first come, it's FIFO, first come, first serve, uh, first in, first out. So you could be like, hey, this contract isn't up for renewal for three months, but can you do it now? Because I'm thinking of it. And yet there's another one that's, hey, this is we need this deal in the next two weeks. Too late. The backlog's already full, right? Um, and a lot of that back and forth is rudimentary where you just need 
a legal person's time to review the and read the 10 page term sheet. Um, could you use chat GBT to be the first line of defense and, uh, and queue up things? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cause you, you're going to tell it, Hey, this is what we're looking out for in priority. And if, and, and the same thing on the other side, the person that's doing the buying, they have their list and conceivably there should be a middle ground in there. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think, uh, we got to find one of our old uh, law buddies to come on and see how we could how this yeah, would work. But really, where where I'm where I think ChatGPT is going to go is it's going to give breadcrumbs. It's going to provide inexperienced operations people breadcrumbs to learn how to become an experienced ops person from an operations standpoint. You've already heard my talk about BDRs, meaning that. You're going to, people are going to start uploading data to ChatGBT with the CSV file uploader. And they're going to say, here's a bunch of data. Tell me what I should be looking at. Then go back and forth with ChatGBT on that stuff. I'll be honest with you. I've done that. I don't know if you've done that. Uh, ChatGBT makes shit up. <laughs> like, yeah, were, it's 80%. Were, I know they, they respond. ChatGBT responded one time. And I'm, I, I think I was like, um, yeah, re regenerate. It's wrong. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Here, put it in in this way. Yeah, like oh, I was doing it for my son's high school. Tell me what this person, what this scholarship is all about, and it re regurgitated from my son's high school. And I said that's completely wrong. And they Did said you you're, you're right. Yeah, okay. and I said I'm sorry, you're right. Here's what the and I'm like. Why did you make like? Why did that first response was it a lie? Because I knew there was a stipulation involved with the scholarship that wasn't called out. And then when I called it a lie, it called out the stipulation. I said, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought it was. Right. So it's not there yet. Big surprise. Okay. But we're, we're trying to get ready for this. Still future. kind of baffled at why that happened. I, it's 11% of the internet or whatever the number is. So so that was the, you know, the other 89%. So let's just talk about like deal desk. Deal desk. Is that still a thing? It is. Okay, and it's under RevOps, or where where is it? Um, I have seen it more under finance and legal. Okay, and basically they want to make sure the terms are right. We're not giving anything. It's not a fake deal. Uh the well, there's two problems uh, that happen with Deal Desk. One, if you let the inmates run the asylum meaning you had no deal desk and no control and yeah. no decision. then it's I need to look at everything because we need to bring some sort of semblance to what's going on yeah. because one client paying ten thousand dollars and another client paying a hundred thousand dollars for the exact same amount of product happens when you have no control and it's all about top line revenue growth. You and I experienced that at a previous well it company. becomes subjective and how bad you want to lower your rates when you need the, the revenue to come in right yeah and then it also just realized there's a lack of discipline i mean i had a rep one time they were charging 3x the, the the rate card because no one knew what the rate card was and i was like this is great but by the way they're not getting 3x the value they're getting half the value of everyone else right they're, they're gonna find this out we need to stay in the game and we need to go back to them and give them 
a price cut based on the value that they're getting so that we have a long-term relationship rather than someone coming in saying, you're paying what for what and removing it. And that rep said, you don't know what you're talking about. And we're going to renew it at the normal. We did. Three months later, they canceled the entire contract. That person left. And I was like, I wish he was still here because I knew this was going to happen. You have a standard contract, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so you drop that in and do you know what the most common occurrences arise when a deal gets stuck from legal? Like what's the number one thing? It's Payment data. Terms? I think it's data and uh, opt-out clauses. Okay. So what, like, let's just say it gets held up. Who budges? You, the seller, or the buyer? Um, you know what I mean? It's like if it's being I held up. I, I don't. I don't think there's a clear winner on that. I think it. Like, I think. I think there's there's a couple things that always just is the dirty part of business. If they know it's your end of quarter, um, yeah, the client tends to. Um, try to stick it to you yeah, right? um, and be like, mm, I don't care. You're going to budge. And it's a game of chicken. Um, but for the most part, if it's during, if you're, if you're dealing with a person not trying to take advantage of your situation and a quarter stuff, it's usually a decent compromise that goes back and forth. Hey, I'll give you this. If you give me that, the only yeah. part usually is comp plants, right? Like, Hey, if you sold a three-year deal with a one-year out with a out clause after one year, guess what it is? It's a one-year deal until it becomes <laughs> until that out clause expires, right? Like right. So uh, reps are incentivized to sell the three-year deal because they don't get paid on uh, on a, a three-year potential deal. I, I <clears throat> again getting back to real estate. Take something, take your, go get a generic, whatever state you're in, lease, pop it in and put in what you're worried about, what you're concerned about, how you want it to be customized to you. Put it back in there. Customer or, or the person that's renting says, well, I'm concerned about that. What are the three options to pick from to adjust to make a, a deal happen? I think that's that that could get things done a lot quicker than nine months, Carney. I think it could. I, I agree with you. I think the 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 fundamental back and forth that goes on, if both chat GBTs were talking to each other, um, the the problem is going to be. That's not going to be, you're not going to turn on ChatGPT overnight and say, hey, read this contract and tell me what's wrong with it. And then trust that that ChatGPT is right. No, I think we're going to probably have to go through multiple months and multiple contracts to finally say, you know what? It's spitting back what I want it to spit back. And I'm starting to trust it. So I, instead of me having ChatGPT read the 10 page term sheet, and me trust everything that comes out of it, I'm going to send it to ChatGPT, then I'm going to read it, we're going to compare notes, and when I feel like it's more comfortable, I'm going to start sample checking everything ChatGPT does. But the buyer's doing the same thing. 
right? Don't you think it'll eventually it'll settle out? It just seems so inefficient of all these things that seem to be pretty common that occur over three or four. And the only time a human comes into play is to override it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A sea level or whatever, right? Yeah, I think I think when it I think there are two things. One, um, you can put in chat GBT certain rules that if it's talking about this, I need to look at it, uh, even if you even if you approve it. Um, and you could probably say if it's over a certain dollar amount, I don't care what chat GBT says. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but yeah, but these two thousand, three thousand uh, dollar contracts that are holding up legal's queue because they want to look at every uh, abbreviation, those could almost be thrown to to your legal chat GBT boss bot, where legal sort of uploads their their go no go rules in the CSV file of their chat GBT, and you go there and do that and. Um, Figure it out yourself. But when it's a, you know, multi-million dollar or even hundred thousand dollar plus deal, maybe ChatGPT is the uh, legal paralegal, the one who sort of points out where you're supposed to be looking at. Yeah, you still are responsible. Well, the CEO is still responsible. The board is still responsible. It's it's just ferreting out this this. Uh, wasted energy on this these reoccurring things that keep happening and i eventually once this you know gets trained up i mean we're talking maybe two years carney where it's okay i'm buying you're selling you're telling me information it's coming in as a chat it's entering in my side and something's going to balance it out where you should ask for this here's the reason why you should there should be an equilibrium in there yeah. uh yeah. And, and i think that's that's where it's going to go so legal we got to find a lawyer and see where I, but i don't think it's just legal like what i'm saying is like accounts payable all of those different roles that are more like uh jobs like uh process oriented jobs those are all um chat gbt should be installed like tomorrow to help them uh become more efficient not to get not to let's be not to eliminate their role, but the eliminate the make need. their role more efficient. Yeah, to which make means there's less people. Yeah, they don't need to hire more people. Yeah. Right now, I would say, if you're not, if you're not um, overworked right now, meaning that we're, we're in a, I don't care what uh, the government says. We've been in a recession for about eighteen months now, or probably a year, probably more like a year. Um, but if you're not. 18. If you're not um, overworked, then um, don't be surprised to get a call tomorrow saying you're no longer needed. Um, if you are overworked, you better want ChatGBT to go alongside and help you do things quicker and more efficiently. Because in most cases right now, you're not able to hire for uh, somebody to help you do what you do. So you better become more efficient. And so every ops role out there needs to be doing this. And then I'll say this, when it comes to revenue operations, a lot of rev ops people are former salespeople that uh, played on spreadsheets, right? And so therefore they're ad hoc specialists. Um, and that's, it's it's mind, they, they, 
they're they're it's not like the people that are grow up in ops have um are are smarter than the former salespeople. They just had 10 years of operationalizing their work, meaning become more efficient. I think chat GBT's next iteration in terms of RevOps is it gets installed as a way to help that sales ops, that marketing ops person stop being an ad hoc specialist and start giving them breadcrumbs of where to look for future revenue, for uh, inefficiencies in your process, for ways to relook at your company and identify how you can improve rep productivity, how you can improve uh, sales capacity, how you can automate um, certain components that other companies are using, and how you could just be better at doing your job with less. And I think the only way you could do that is by uh, leaning in on ChatGPT right now, knowing that it's inefficient, but it'll give you some breadcrumbs. Well, your company looks at data that comes in to point out inefficiencies. So why hasn't a deal closed yet? Or, or what? why isn't this revenue coming in? Okay, so that's, yeah, so what, that's, that's what we're, we're installing in our... Right. What I'm saying is, okay, here's the line. Now, the deal is closed. The revenue isn't recognized. Why? It, it's not up and live. It's not going. Like, what? what is... And by the way, it? when I... So, like, our product does... It doesn't just do it for sales. It's the whole go-to-market team. So, your implementation team, your integration team, your product delivery team. That gets installed. We do the entire go-to-market approach. That's exactly what I mean is like, hey, now, uh, how do you get it across the finish line? How do you get it installed? How do you understand risk? Who's communicating with who? Are you communicating with the right people? You have lost your champion who bought it in the past. Who do you think is the, the new champion? We're we're leaning in on ChatGBT to have, instead of a dashboard that tells you, which uh, we do have great dashboards out there that'll tell you this stuff, but instead of trying to, coach people into this is what you're supposed these these values you're supposed to look at we're going to have a chat gbt that basically says hey by the way go look over here you need to identify this as a warning carney i appreciate the commercial again but it's the reps influence the rep closed it it's sitting in field desk what are the top three things that are happening that's slowing it down from being implemented Legal, technology, right? Turnover. 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 Turnover, right? So would you say those three things are 80% of what's holding revenue recognition? Um, bringing in a deal, legal. No, so the deal is brought in. What I'm saying is it's been signed now, but it hasn't been implemented. If it's not implemented, you can't recognize the revenue, right? Yeah, those are the three. I would say bringing in a deal is also the legal turnover and um, and just the unsurety of the marketplace. Well, if there's no unsurety in the marketplace, they already signed. So there, there's usually something in the in, in the play that legal caught something, technology caught something on the implementation, a customization or something, right? And hopefully yeah. that stuff that stuff is caught up before it gets that far. You know, there's a fourth thing is sandbagging. Putting off deals to the next quarter, right? 
Heels never get clothes lost. They only push until you forget about it. Or until you need the money. Hopefully you're not big deals. All right, Carney. Our show is supported by viewers and listeners just like you on Patreon.com slash Sassholes. Brent Keltner's Winalytics Revenue Acceleration Playbook Masterclass. In only eight weeks, help your sales and go-to-market team start to build the mindset and skills needed to succeed in the new buyer environment. Weeks one and three, read the book and learn a new approach through 20 successful company stories. Week four, all go-to-market team kick off and receive self-reflection questions and mindset self-assessment. Weeks five to seven, collaborative sessions with prospecting sales and customer success on the shared journey to a new mindset. Week eight, all go-to-market team presentation and discussion. Winalytics, build the revenue organization you want. Request a free 60-minute growth consultation at winalytics.com. Ask for Brett and say Big Pete sent you.